Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. Hi, this is Janine Bolin here, and welcome to today's show, which is loaded with quality content on working on your business, creating a book to promote your business, and a few money tips sprinkled in. Now, the Janine Bolin Show is the syndicated program of four podcast shows that got syndicated in October of 2021. Three-Minute Money Tips, The Thriving Solopreneur, The Writer's Hour Creative Conversations, and The Practical Mystic Show. Today, we will be highlighting Michelle Seiler-Tucker, who has sold over 500 businesses to date and currently owns and operates several of her own successful businesses. Now, literally, it's hundreds and hundreds of businesses we're talking about. Now, she's the leading authority on buying, selling, and improving businesses, as well as increasing a business's revenue streams. Now, what makes Michelle a formidable force in her industry is that she closes nearly 99% of all the offers that she writes, and she obtains, on average, 20 to 40% higher selling for her clients. Now, yes, her numbers are impressive, but it is her ability to create those win-win situations for her buyers and sellers that really is what guarantees her success. I just wanted to let you know that Michelle really has a well-oiled machine when it comes to running businesses and fine-tuning them. But today, we are lucky enough to have her with us because she is also, on top of everything else, an award-winning and best-selling author of Sell Your Business for More. And in the second bestseller, Think and Grow Rich Today, Michelle details the importance of an entrepreneurial mindset as it relates to business in order to achieve success. And her third book, which is the one we're highlighting today, is Exit Rich. It's the one where we will be chatting about the must-have guide for all business owners, whether you're just gearing up to sell a business now or you're just starting out in with your own company she wants to give you some guidance on how to sell for huge profits in the future. And so today I want to say welcome to the show, Michelle. It's lovely to have you. Thank you, Janine. It's a pleasure to be with you. And as you know, this year I'm interviewing all kinds of different types of authors from different types of businesses. And just out of curiosity, did you write under your real name or is this a pen name for the book that you wrote? Um, Michelle Seiler Tucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, there are a lot of authors that don't use their real name, and so that's why I always ask the question. I'm I'm sorry that surprises you, but that's it's that's, it's true. Know that fact. Why would somebody use another name to write their book under? No, mine's Michelle Seiler Tucker. I would never use another name. Yeah, believe it or not, Stephen King wrote under a pen name for many years. So yeah, so there's a lot of authors that do that. Mainly they're in the fictional space, but I always like to ask because you never know what pops out of somebody's mouth with that. So do you have a marketing background before you started writing your books or were you strictly into merger and acquisitions? So I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. So I have an entrepreneurial background. Um, I don't have a marketing background, but in school, I, I always will. I mean, even when I was a child at the age of seven, eight, nine, I wasn't your typical little girl because I didn't play with dolls. I didn't play with toys. I walked around with a notebook and a pen and I would walk up to perfect strangers and ask him, hi, I'm Michelle. Who are you? What do you do? How did you get started? <laughs> you oh my gosh. This? And so my mom always thought I was going to be the next Barbara Walters and, uh, you know, be on TV interviewing everyone. But little did she know that I was going to be a great entrepreneur because 
I'm like a kid in a candy store. I am so curious. I'm so interested of how entrepreneurs have started multi-million, multi-billion dollar companies on their kitchen table in their pickup truck, you know, in a garage. And I just am so passionate about entrepreneurship. So that's what my background is in. And that's why, you know, I have an M&A company. Before that, I had a franchise sales, franchise development, franchise consulting company. And I've had, you know, many different businesses along the way. I still own different businesses. I just love, breathe, eat, sleep, entrepreneurship. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show today because I know we have a lot to learn from you. So just out of curiosity, what surprised you the most about the book marketing process as well as the publishing of your book? Because I know we all have stories when it comes to that. Yes. You know, when I wrote my very first book in 2013, Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth, I self-published. And I had I did hire a marketing company, but they were not successful at all. <laughs> and what helped me the most with that book is really people would read it and then they would call me and like Inc. called me for an article. And so Inc. was my number one marketing resource for Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth. And I think in Girl Rich, we had a whole publishing company, marketing company behind us. Exit Rich. I didn't self-publish. I didn't want to self-publish another book because I want to make sure I can make the Wall Street Journal and USA Today and the, you know some of the bestseller categories and get different awards and stuff. Um, but I hired a few marketing companies, lots of marketing companies. I started out with the biggest marketing company in New York City that did Hillary Clinton's book. They did some of the biggest names, books. They were terrible, terrible. Now, granted, we launched in 2021 because of the pandemic, but they couldn't sell any books. So I was spending a tremendous amount of money a month for just the marketing company. And I was spending more money for the, another you know, amount for the publicist company, but they weren't selling any books. So I ended up firing them. Then you know, all these people come out of the woodwork and say, oh, I can do this, I can do this, I can do that. So I hired lots of different people for marketing. And we did end up selling a lot of books, but it's really mine and Sharon Lecter's, who's my co-author. It's really all grassroots efforts. You know, we did so much social media. We did so much um, Zoom calls, podcasts. I did over 300 podcasts. Most of the books that I sold for Exit Rich and Sharon Lecter sold for Exit Rich were from our podcast. She also connected with people like Grant Cardone. And so I remember one time she was, at a, a live Zoom Grant Cardone event, she texts me and she goes, what's wrong? The, mach- the site's not working. What's wrong? What happened? Well, they crashed the site. <laughs> they brought so many books that they crashed the site. So I had to call GoDaddy and say, look, I need more bandwidth here. <laughs> and so uh, most of our book sales really came out of our grassroots efforts. It, it didn't come from any other efforts. And I hired so much, so many people and I spent so much money and wasted a lot of money, but I learned a lot from the next book. And and that's really the thing. A lot of authors talk to us about what didn't work. And I want to say thank you for that because there is so much out there that people are sharing with you of, oh, this will work, that'll work. And you don't know until the mistakes are made. So thank you for making the mistakes. As I always say to authors, thank you for making your mistakes so I don't make them and make sure you make different mistakes from me. Okay. And we'll learn from each other. So if you had this is one of my, you know, 
looking 2020 hindsight kind of questions, what would you change if you started marketing your book today? Obviously, you answered a little bit of that. You would have gone more with the grassroots. And you said you got a lot of leverage with your podcasting. So how would you actually manifest that today to market your book if you were to do that today? Well, one thing is I probably wouldn't launch during a cold, during a pandemic. <laughs> Who saw that coming, right? <laughs> well, we were actually, I finished a book in 2019. Sure, I finished her edits. And we were supposed to launch in April of 2020. And then this pandemic hit. So yeah. what was nice about it is it gave us a long one way to market the, the book. But then people started getting aggravated because they would buy the book, but then not get the book. So we ended up sending PDFs of the book. So you bought wow. the book, we sent your PDF. Now, let me tell you something. The readers loved it. We have lots of case studies from business owners going, look, like we have a pharmaceutical company we're selling for $100 million. And he said, I printed out your book in Ledger. And I gave each one of your sections, especially the six piece to each one of my department heads. And, and I told them, do everything she says. <laughs> so it, it was good that we had a long one way um, i think one of the things you know podcasts like i said really helped us out um i have good friends i had a friend of mine that, that wrote for us in ink we got in forbes um we got in almost so many different publications and that really helped us and that was a publicist so i would definitely do the publicist i would hire a good publicist they did much more for us than the marketing company because the marketing company is supposed to sell books. The publicist is supposed to get you interviews, TV interviews, get you really good podcasts. It's hard to get on your own. And then they're also really good at, you know, getting you in all these different articles and things like that, online, print, et cetera. So I definitely hire the publicist. If I hire another marketing person, I'm really going to do more due diligence. <laughs> I'm a due diligence queen because I'm in mergers and acquisitions and I didn't do enough due diligence because I saw Hillary Clinton. But guess what? It's easy to market a Hillary Clinton book because everybody knows her and everybody knows she lost the election. Right. But exactly. it's not easy to market, you know, somebody who's not famous. So we had all these famous people and I got caught up in that saying, oh, well, gosh, he's so good. But he's good at selling famous people's books. He's not good at selling just, you know, normal authors that are not famous yet. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I, would, I would definitely stick with the publisher. I would definitely, um, like I said, get a marketing person, uh, marketing company, but make sure you do your due diligence and make sure, you know, it's, it's a good fit because he was not a good fit and because he had to work too hard, you know, he didn't want to work. And so I would do the podcast. I recommend the podcast for all of you. It's so easy to set up podcasts. I've been, I not only did the podcast sell books, the podcast bought me a lot of clients. Now, another thing I would do early on that I didn't really know about was Clubhouse. Oh, Clubhouse. Yes. Oh, a lot I of people have done well with that. Yeah. I didn't really know about Clubhouse. I've never been on Clubhouse before. And somebody says to me, you need to go on Clubhouse. I went on Clubhouse and sold a bunch of books, but I would have done it much earlier. Mm, I see. I would have done that differently. And you know, I think, I think other than that, I mean, we really, oh, I, here's the other thing. In 2019, we had all these events set up. So Sharon Lecter and I were both international um, speakers, keynote speakers. So we had all these events set up that we were selling books at. So they would pay us to speak and they were buying so many books. Well, guess what? All that shut down. 
So we right. lost all those book sales. But then the publicist got me YPO, Young Professionalship, uh, Young Professionals Leadership in Jersey. They bought 250 books. So right. it's really important to get a good, good, good publicist. And that's where you would put your money is definitely in the publicist camp I would for what it, you were doing. Yeah, so I would put it in the publicist because I wouldn't have got YPO. I wouldn't have got in some of these great articles, some of these great magazines, publications. Um, they, they also, now I write a column from Inc. For Inc, I'm sorry, I call them For Inc every month because the publicist got me that gig. Well done, Michelle. That just makes me happy. I love it when I hear stories like that. I'm like, you go, girl. You keep rocking that. It did so much better than the marketing company. Yes. Yes. You know, Amazing. A thousand times better. And, you know, marketing companies just don't really sell books. So you got to you gotta really, really, really be careful of who you hire. And just, right. like I said, do your due diligence. But I would hire the same publicist. So if anybody wants a referral from me, let me know. All right. Oh, Feel yeah. free to contact me. I'd be glad to refer you. <laughs> so because as a business and in writing books, the hardest thing is not writing the book. The hardest thing is marketing. And the hardest thing in business, writing books, anything we do is finding the right person, company to help us. Because yeah. there are so many wolves out there in sheep clothing. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Yes, I've, I've met a few of those wolves. <laughs> so um, what story do you like to tell about yourself that gets the most laughs when you're doing your keynote speeches and you're doing your events? We authors have these specific stories that we like to tell on ourselves. I'd love to hear one of yours. Well, it's not really a story, but it does, it does make the audience laugh. And you got to be very careful of the audience when you tell this story. So I'm Michelle Seiler Tucker. Everybody trips over the name Seiler. Nobody can pronounce it or spell it. And that's, I was going to get rid of that name. And I was talking to a brand specialist and like, you absolutely have to get rid of that name while on the phone. And they're like, nobody can spell it. Nobody can say it. And you're an international speaker. You need to just be Michelle Tucker. Well, he goes silent for about five minutes. I'm like, are you there? Are you there? What happened? You know, I know a couple of people on the call. He goes, okay, you cannot drop the name Sila. <laughs> Michelle Sila Tucker. And I go, why? Why? And he goes, because there is a porn star named Michelle Tucker. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, in California. And no matter how much money you spend on marketing, it's hard to rise above porn. It really is. The SEO engines cater to those sorts of individuals. You're absolutely right. And just for those of you who may not know, Michelle Seiler Tucker, it's because her name is spelled S-E-I-L-E-R. And it took me three times before I could get her name uh, pronounced correctly. However, now that I have Michelle Seiler Tucker's name pronounced correctly, I will not forget it. And that is the key to branding, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know what? And the reason I tell this story, the reason I tell this story every time I speak is, and you, again, you got to be careful about your audience. I would never do that at a church. But the reason I say that is because when they go to Google, they're always Googling you when you're speaking. You know, they're sitting on it's like, well, who is she? What did she do? You know, can I trust her? Do I like her? Can I trust her? Can I do business with her? And they Google. Well, I have to say Michelle Seiler Tucker because they just Google Michelle Tucker. And I have to tell them, look, 
Don't Google Michelle Tucker. You're going to get a porn star. I'm not the porn star. Google Michelle Salo Tucker. And it's funny because I see them start pulling out their phones looking. And I'm like, I see you. I see you all pulling out your phones, Googling Michelle Tucker. <laughs> that's why I always say it before I speak because people are going to Google you. You always want to manage your reputation. You always want to man manage your online presence. And one of the things I can tell you, for those of you who cannot see Michelle right now, is she is a very beautiful woman. And it's one of those things, she has this long, gorgeous blonde hair. And it's one of those things where you definitely don't want to be affiliated with the Michelle, the other Michelle. I guess we'll just say it that way. So <laughs> well, thank you. We look nothing alike. <laughs> exactly. Thank heavens, right? Thank heavens that you don't know. <laughs> because I could understand why that would happen. But one of the things that I love asking authors is how, how have you noticed, what's the biggest change you've seen in yourself since you started marketing your books? You know, there is a, a change. I know what has happened with me and my business and all that, but what would you say has been the biggest change for yourself since you started marketing your books? Well, that's a great, great question. And the reason that's such a great question is because I'm, I'm very good. And I, this is not, I'm not bragging. I'm not saying this to impress you. I'm saying this to press upon you. I'm not saying this to impress you. I'm saying this to press upon you. I'm a very, I'm really a good experienced mergers and acquisitions advisor. And I don't just sell businesses. I specialize in buying, selling, fixing, growing companies. I partner with business owners, investing my money, my core competencies, my resources, my time. But selling private businesses is the best kept secret. We can't tell anyone without everybody's permission to do so. We need the sellers and we need the buyers. And I was the best kept secret. So nobody knew who I was. They didn't know of me. Sellers would refer other sellers to me, but I really wanted to blow up the business and help more entrepreneurs exit rich. And so, when I went to, when I, I, you know, I went to my very first conference in 2011, I actually got a mentor in 2011. And if I had it to do over again, I probably would do that sooner. So like, Michelle, you have to write a book. And I love writing. I told you as a little girl, I love writing. And I used to write stories and poems and even lyrics, you know, I write music. And so I said, okay, well, I'll write a book. And that's when I wrote, so your business for more than it's worth. And my whole world changed. My business changed. My business blew up. And the biggest resource there, like I said, was Inc. You know, we got featured in Inc.com and all of our business came from there. But I went to, I got speaking events that I never got offered before. I was invited to different masterminds to talk about my book, different book clubs. People started knowing who I was. My brand, um, you know, my branding went up exponentially. Um, now I have brand recognition, brand awareness. And it was it was huge. And I self-published that book. Right? Yes, I self-published. So when I wrote Exit Rich, oh, well, Think and Grow Rich today was great as well. But I, I was in a book with other people, which is great. It's great to be in a book with other like-minded entrepreneurs. And then when I wrote Exit Rich, I blew up even more. And it does, you know, I don't know if it changes me personally, but it really, really helped me to get my brand out there, to get my message out there. And I wrote it because my true passion is helping entrepreneurs. My true help passion is helping entrepreneurs save their business because look, small business, we have over 
32.0 million small businesses employed over half the US workforce. So many of them are going out of business. We lose small businesses, we lose the economy. I mean, small business supports the American economy over, you know, like I said, employing over half the US workforce. So I want to help business owners. The only way you can help more people is to get more well-branded, more well-known. And you do that through books. It's one of the easiest things to do, books and podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to write a book, but everybody makes it so everybody overcomplicates it when they write books. I totally agree with that one. So what would be like your five top tips that you would give debut authors that are getting ready to start selling their books? What are some tips you would give them from what you've learned? Start writing or start selling? Uh, to start selling. Yeah, let's make the assumption that they, they finished their book launch and now they're into the actual marketing of their book. Number one, get a publisher. Because self-publishing, and look, you got to really, well, let me, let me back up a little bit. Before you even write your book, you need to be crystal clear on what your objectives are. What are you trying to accomplish? Who's your reader? What message are you trying to get across? Why are you writing the book in the first place? How do you ROI? How do you get a return on investment? There are over 30,000 books being published every single month, maybe more now. And so a lot of people just want to write books because that's what they want to do. But it's never, it's never going to bring you a return on investment. So you really have to look at that book and say, okay, what's my end game here? What am I, what am I selling? How can I ROI this? How can I get money for this? You need to start with that first before you go to the marketing. Now, if you just say, I want to write a book because I want to put it on my website, I want to do webinars and things like that, that's fine, self-publish that. But if you want a book that's going to be on Amazon, it could possibly be a Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestseller. They could be, you know, in the airport stores. I mean, Exit Rich is in all the Hudson airports. You, I would never, I can never get that done with sell your business for more than it's worth because I self-published. Right. Now, if you don't care about being in Hudson, that's fine. That's where you get, you have to get crystal clear on what you're trying to accomplish, what your objectives are. So then you want to find a publisher. Then you've got to ask yourself, okay, wait a minute. What type of publisher do I want? Because a lot of publishers control the content. You can't use that content anymore. And I said, absolutely no. No, this is 22 years of knowledge. Right. And to act at risk. Nobody's going to, nobody controls me and nobody's going to control my content. So then you might want to look for a hybrid, a hybrid, uh, what they call a hybrid approach. And that's where they're a publishing company, but they're not a traditional publishing company. So you can own the content. They still do marketing. You know, they still do all this different stuff. I mean, they got, they did, my publishing company is a hybrid, hybrid, and they did great on getting me press release. They did great on getting me as an ink original. I would have never gotten an ink original without them. Right. And so you just got to get crystal clear, self-publish, publish, what kind of publishing company, but most importantly, how are you going to ROI it? Right. How are you going to get that return on that investment? Well, so many yep. people just want to write a book and I always ask them, okay, so what's after the book? And I'm like, what do you mean? I go, well, are you going to do consulting on this subject? <laughs> what are you going to do to get, to make money off the book? Because you're not going to ever get paid a lot of money or a lot of royalties just because you wrote a good book. 
You're not. Yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of paradigm left us in 1999. A lot of people don't understand that there was that big sea change happening at the turn of the century. They don't know that. And that Hollywood doesn't really help us though, either, because they still promote the author as being, you know, they make money off the royalties. Yeah. Yeah, like the call, the, what is it now that just came out when the call dad sing, or when the call, fish, call dad sing, that mm-hmm. book was written by a lady who's now 73 years old, 73 years old, she's been writing that book forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made a movie out of it, but that's once in a lifetime, that doesn't happen very often. Right. So you're going to write Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> <laughs> or Harry Potter, or something like that, but the likelihood of that hot happening is probably slim to none. So you really got to get close to clearing your objectives. And then once you do that and you figure out your return on, on investment, then you figure out how much you can spend and you need to create a budget. Mm-hmm. And again, depending upon your ob- objectives, I really, really, really strongly um, recommend getting a pub- uh, 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 publish not a publishing company, I'm sorry, uh, plus you know, they, publicist. A publicist. a publicist. That's the word you're seeking. <laughs> there you go, man. I know I'm not feeling good today, so my brain's not working. You're doing great. Uh, Keep rocking. <laughs> uh, getting a publicist, and then you know, and then look at your grassroots. You know, do you have? Are you a speaker? Can you get on stages? Because that's the best way to sell books. You know. So the top five things. You know, going back to that is number one, getting crystal clear in your objective. Why are you writing the book? Who's your messaging for? Who's your target audience? And how do you ROI it? Then create a budget, get the right publishing company, create that budget, and then go from there. Rather, it's going to be, you got to get a publicist. But you always have to get a marketing company. So you can do grassroots like Clubhouse and everything else we mentioned. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. And so the next question, this is one that... I get so much good quality content from it. And that is, what is the one thing you most misunderstood about being or becoming an author? Like when you were writing your first book, you know, like you said, you have 22 years of experience. So what was it that you most misunderstood about the whole process of being an author? I think I misunderstood, I think it's going to be harder than it really is. To me, writing a book is the easy part. Selling the book, marketing the book, getting it out there is the hardest part. And so I enjoy it and I and I encourage everyone to do this. If you're new in the process, get yourself a mentor. I joined the Raymond Aaron plan who wrote Chicken Soup for the Souls. He's a Canadian and he wrote uh, Marketing for Dummies. And so I joined his program and his program helped me. I didn't follow it to the T, but it did help me because it helped me outline, you know, outline the table of contents, outline what the chapters are going to be. And that helped significantly. But, you know, his process was like six months to a year. I finished my books in six weeks. If I can't talk in six weeks, I'm not writing the book. Right, right. So my process now is very different than what he taught me. Mm -hmm. But it's not, for me, it's not as hard as I thought it was because I'm not making stuff up. I'm not writing something based on fiction, you know. I'm writing based upon 22 years of experience in the industry buying, selling, fixing, growing companies. So it just flows out of me. Um, The other thing is, a couple of things is, first I started with the dictating thing. 
and they couldn't understand my accent. <laughs> so I had to keep recording and doing it again and doing it again. I'm like, forget this. And then somebody suggested a ghostwriter. So I didn't start with the ghostwriter for Sell Your Business. I started with the ghostwriter for Exit Rich. And within three months, I'm like, nope, this isn't working for me. Because every time I tell you a story, you slaughter the, the story and it doesn't come out the way I the way I told you. So I think the big thing for me was you got to figure out what your style is. So I thought mine was going to be dictating. I'm like, no, I'm really good at typing. So every single word in Exit Rich, 325 pages, is hand typed by me. Because my thoughts fall out when I type. I'm wanting to type everything down. I don't write, I type. And I've always been like that. And you could be sitting here talking to, well, you are sitting here talking to me. And normally, if you weren't interviewing me, I would be typing everything you're saying. And that's mm -hmm. what I do with all my clients. So you really got to figure out what works best for you. Is it dictation? Is it a ghostwriter? For me, it's typing it because that's how all of the content flows from my brain onto, onto the keyboard. Thanks so much for sharing that because you took us through a whole odyssey of, you know, all the different ways that you tried and learned how to write. And it really is what works for you. And you tried everybody else's way and you came up with your own process. So that's absolutely brilliant. And, and so I'd like to say one more thing on that. If sure. I, the other thing I want to say and encourage people to do, authors to do, is don't worry about perfection. That's why they don't get their book done. That's why I, I talk to people like, oh, well, I'm two years already my book. And they go, what about you? I said, six weeks done. You know, don't worry about per perfection. I will type everything out. I, it flows from my brain. It's going onto the keypad. And if I spell something wrong, I used to go back in the beginning and go back and collect it all. That is a time waster, a big, 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 big time waster. And now I just let it flow out. I type it as it flows and I don't worry about perfection. I don't worry about spelling errors or grammatical errors or anything like that because those can be cleaned up easily. The hardest thing for authors is getting the content out of their head onto paper. Agreed, totally, totally agree, well said. So last question for you, what is the primary thing that was your biggest reward about being an author? Well, I mentioned this earlier. I think one of the biggest rewards is exposure mm -hmm. and brand recognition, name awareness, and people actually knowing who I am now, getting invited to be on, on TV shows. I mean, I've, I've, I've been invited on so many different um, news stations, TV shows, radio shows, et cetera. So it was really helping me to brand my expertise so I can help others. Um, because again, as a best kept secret, you're only going to help your immediate audience, you know? Yep. So I think that was the biggest thing. Um, also making a Wall Street Journal USA Today was huge for us, you know, because I strive for that. I was really shooting for that. We had enough numbers to make the New York Times, but but we didn't because they, they picked all previous titles. Um, and then we, we got a really big award, the Benjamin Franklin um, Authors Award. We won that and congratulations. Thank you. So I think that's awesome. So thank you so much. And you know what? I'm telling I'm gonna tell you what my biggest reward is. My biggest reward from writing Exit Rich is when businesses have been in business 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years say, My God, that's the best business book I've ever read. 
<laughs> uh, my gosh, you know, they print it out and give it to their departments to read it. But everybody who's read Exit Rich has huge, huge, huge compliments that it really changed the business. I have one guy that's been in the media industry for 20 plus years. He's like, Michelle, I didn't know half of this stuff in this book. Now right. I'm in your book to every one of my departments. So the biggest reward to me is what my readers say. Yep. I, I have to agree with that. The stories you get back, man, it made it worth all the headaches and the, as I say, banging the head against the keyboard, trying to get words to come <laughs> that are eluding me. Anything else you care to share with us that we haven't talked about yet today? Well, another big tip I wanted to give too is that the reason I can write a book in six weeks is because you gotta, you, you gotta get your mind right. You gotta get your mindset right. And you got to you got to get your mindset right, and you have to schedule it. So many authors write when they can get to it or when they feel like it. I do it in six weeks because I pick I pick a specific time, a specific window, and it's always during the holidays. <laughs> so I usually start right before Thanksgiving. My husband's like, "Are you crazy? Why are you writing a book during the holidays? You know how busy we are." But I write that book because my company is not as busy during the holidays. And I tell all my business owners, all my partners, listen, don't bother me unless you have a fire. So <laughs> I, I write usually, I usually get about 4 a.m. And I'll write from 4.30 to 5 till 5, 5.30 at night, a couple of breaks in between, maybe 6. And then we have, we always have a, a house of, of my husband's family and you know, they're wanting to have cocktails and stuff. I'm like, look, I'll come down for cocktails at 5.30 or 6. But you have to really get into the mindset. I can't do that every year because it is hard work. And it does take dedication. And you have to stick to it. And that's how I write. I pick that time window where I say, nobody bother me. I'm not working on anything else but this. And I remember the first time I wrote my very first book, was right after my daughter was born, <laughs> which was really bad timing. Right. Yeah, so I recommend really getting that mindset. You don't have to write it for six weeks, but, get, but reverse engineer it. Say, look, I want to write this book and I want to do it in this time frame. Reverse engineer your days, hours, how long that's going to take you. So you're not just in, in, endlessly writing a book that takes years upon years. I agree. Thank you so much for your time today, Michelle. If somebody wants to reach out to you and connect with you, what's the easiest way for them to do that? The easiest way is to go to STI, which stands for Solid Tucker Incorporated. We'll go to STI at 360.com. Okay. And all of my stuff is there. My, my main website, you can buy my Exit Rich book, you know, really anywhere, Hudson Bookstores. Also, another thing that I'm excited about that I forgot to tell you is that we launched Exit Rich audio version in May. Congratulations, because I know the amount of effort it takes to put an audio book up on Audible. It is not simple. It's highly complicated. And congratulations, that took some effort. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. My publishing company did. Yeah, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. For those of you who think, oh, audiobooks, no problem. No, no, there's a process and it is quite involved to get yeah. an audiobook up. Yeah. And Janine, you're so accurate about, you're so right about that because when I recorded my first book, Sell Your Business for Morning's Work, 
It was the most pain I ever went through. It was worse than giving labor, than going through labor. And baby, I had to stand up for like three or four days, can't sit, got to be energetic, got to be always on. They make you repeat stuff over and over and over again. My back hurt, my neck hurt, everything hurt. And I'm like, you know what? I'm never doing that again. (laughs) I don't like my voice to begin with. So the publishing company recommended, um, uh, you know, uh, what do they call them? Readovers, what do they call them? Voiceover, voiceover talent. Yeah. I call them readovers, (laughs) but voiceover talent. And that, that was the way to go for me. But again, you got to figure out the best way to go for you. Right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And that's it. Michelle has answered our questions and got our information in store for you with her latest work. And don't forget to check out her website. If you'll say it again for us, please. STI at 360.com. Thank you so much. And I thank you so much for being our spotlighted author today. That was Michelle Seiler Tucker. And if you are an author or you know of an author you would like us to spotlight, please visit our website, authorpodcasting.com, where you will find the 99 Author Project listed. We talk to all authors from all walks of life as we build out book number 12, which is advice from authors to authors due out in 2023. And this is Janine Boland signing off with you today and all of us here at The Eight Gates that produces The Janine Boland Show. We wish you a wonderful week and we encourage you to get your message, your story, or your knowledge out into the world and make it a better place, just like the author today, Michelle, was doing. We'll see you again next week. And until then, keep sharing what you know with others. Keep shining that light that is you. And don't forget to go out today and just do something for yourself that's plain fun. Thank you for listening to The Janine Boland Show. Be sure to subscribe to our show notes by going to thejanineboland.show.com where you'll find additional resources as well as the opportunity to sign up to receive our program in your email each week. Be sure to visit our sponsor at the eightgates.com.